Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Romans chapter 13, we're reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, let everyone be subject to the governor, to the governing authority. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Verse number three. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. For the one is in authority, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment to the wrongdoers. Verse number five. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. This verse of the scripture is one of those verses of the scripture in our culture today that a lot of people will not like to hear. Okay? It's a verse of the scripture that they hope, that they wish that Paul the Apostle has not inserted in the book of Romans. Like many passages of scripture, this is one that can be easily misunderstood. This is one that can be easily misunderstood. This is one that is easily, you, you can make it to say, like any other passage of scripture, you can make it to say what Paul the Apostle is not trying to say. Okay? This passage of scripture might be the one, you know, might be also be the kind of passage that many people don't care for because they don't like what that verse of the scripture is asking them to do or requiring from them. So before we go into any deep, you know, go into any deep conversation, I want us to first of all look at one of the things that Paul the Apostle said, what the Bible says about scriptures. We must understand them first. Second Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, reading from number 16, the Bible tells us, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, Paul is saying to Timothy, the word of God that is sent to you, 
the word of God that you are, that is given to you is not given to you because there is nothing better to do. It's given to you for a specific reason, for a specific purpose. And that reason, the only reason the word of God is spoken to you, that reason is number one, so that it can teach you, to instruct you, to correct you, to give you the information that you need so that you'll be well equipped to be able to serve the Almighty God in this particular age where we find ourselves. So the verse of the scriptures that we read, that Romans chapter 13, reading from verse 1 to 7 that we read, is given to us for a particular reason. And the primary purpose of that verse of the scripture that we read is to instruct the church that when you are saved and transformed by the blood of the Lamb, one of the evidence that God is expecting to see in your life is the evidence of obedience to constituted authority. Evidence of obedience to civil government. Okay? Yes, believers are expected to, be, to obey God. But they are also expected, according to this scripture, to obey constituted authority. Why? That's the question. Paul the Apostle goes on to let us to understand number one. The reason why we are supposed to obey constituted authority is because God is the one that established that constituted authority. Look at Romans chapter 13, verse number 1. The Bible says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. That tells us one thing. Paul is saying, you might think that a secular government is a secular government because they are just secular government. But you must understand that the secular government does not exist without the permission of the Almighty God. The authorities that exist have been established by God. The absence of civil government always results in anarchy. And you see the examples in scripture. If you read the book of Judges chapter 21, reading from verse number 25, the Bible tells us, it says, in the days where the there was no king. In other words, when there was no civil authority, when there was no governing authority, when there was no civil government, the Bible says in the day when there was no king in Israel, every man did what was right in his own eye. That is the definition of anarchy. So when there is no civil authority, when there is no civil government, when there is no constituted authority, people do what they like. And God is saying, that is not the way you are supposed to live. So the first thing the Bible is telling us, is telling Christians, is saying, let there be an evidence. The evidence of love, the evidence of give, the evidence of non-retaliation. At the same time, there has to be the evidence of obeying constituted authority. And the reason is because God is the one that established the constituted authority. Number two. Paul is saying, obey, consider authority number two, because Christians should not rebel against consider authority. Look at verse number two. Verse number two is, consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. Now you will see that Paul is not talking about whether you like the government. Paul is not talking about whether the government is good or bad. It's talking about the government and it's saying you as a Christian, you who have, not been, who have been transformed, which will never be mentioned with you as a Christian, a born again child of God, that you are involved in any kind of rebellion against the government. Say no way. Say because whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling, is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will do what? They will bring judgment upon themselves. That's verse number two. 
That is to say, as a transformed believer, you are not to be found rebelling against a constituted authority. The reason is because you are rebelling against what God has created and you are going to bring judgment upon yourself when you do that. Okay? The question now is, some of you might be saying, what about if the government is bad? If the government is corrupt? Or is being headed by somebody I don't like? You will notice in that verse of the scripture, Paul the Apostle never said anything about good or bad government. Okay? He never said anything about whether they are good or bad. And I also want you to remember that this same Paul the Apostle who was writing to the Roman church, that they should obey considered authority. It was the same Roman church, the same Roman government that is asking the church to obey. It was that same Roman government that chopped off his head. I hope you know that. So Paul was not talking about whether the government is good or bad. He's saying as, a, as, a, as an institution of government, a considered authority, you as a believer, you are supposed to respect and to honor those particular authority. And the question that comes to mind is that, does that mean that Christians should obey without thinking? Does that mean they should obey without question? And the consistent answer of scripture is no. Christians are not supposed to obey without, you know, just obey every law that comes out. That's not the role of God. We are supposed to honor the government. We are supposed to obey them. But you don't have to obey everything. I will give you an example. Bible tells in the book of Acts of the Apostle. Peter and the other apostles, they went out preaching. They considered authority in Jerusalem at that time says no longer preach in the name of Jesus. Peter turned around in verse number 29 of Acts of the Apostles chapter 5. Peter said unto them, and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than what? Obey men. Now, my brothers and sisters, there's a difference between rebellion and disobedience. Two different things. Okay? When the civil government gives, creates a law that contradicts the laws of God, we, the laws of God, takes precedence for the child of God. Okay? When civil authorities make demand that contradicts the demands of God, the demands of the laws of God takes preeminence. There is a difference, like I said, between disobedience and rebellion. Rebellion is when you are involved in an armed resistance to, to, to an established government. While disobedience is when you refuse to obey. A Christian can refuse to obey a law that goes against the laws of God. We see that in our society. When people rebel, when people disobey the laws of abortion, doctors are saying, I'm not going to perform abortion. Doctors are saying, I'm not going to perform euthanasia because I don't believe in taking life. These are people who disobey. They respect the law. They respect the government, but they disobey that particular law because it contradicts the words of God. And our society recognizes those conflicts. Our society recognizes those conflicts. That is why we have what is called the conscience clause in our laws. Whereby a professional can say, I cannot do this because it contradicts what I believe. And our system of government recognizes that. Okay? But the Bible never at any point in time supports a Christian to advocate resistance or going to rebellion. The Bible doesn't support it. And that's why Jesus Christ, when he was about to be arrested, and Peter brought out the sword and the child, he said, no, those who, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. He said, I can call legions from heaven to come and support me. But that is not the way of this particular kingdom. The kingdom of God does not operate by rebellion. Okay? 
So while the Bible requires obedience to consider authority, the Bible does not teach blind obedience. You must understand, when the laws of the society begin to contradict the laws of God, the laws of God take preeminence. But we must respect constituted authority. The number three reason why Paul the Apostle found this particular, why the Apostle is talking about this particular evidence of a transformed life is that civil government are not a threat to law-abiding Christians. Civil government are not. Look at verse number three. Romans chapter 13, verse number three. The Bible says, for rulers hold no terror for those who are right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the ones in authority? Then do what is right and you will not, and you will be commended. In other words, the law, the society, the government is, is designed to be able to protect the law abiding citizens. As long as you are law abiding, the government is not your enemy. The government is not the enemy of the church. The government is not the enemy of the Christians. Okay? You only have to worry when you are breaking the law. Now, there are exceptions. Don't misunderstand me. There are governments that are particularly out there to terrorize their own people. There are governments that are out there that destroy, that want to pull down the church and destroy the church. But under normal conditions, generally speaking, government protects law-abiding citizens and punish lawbreakers. There are sometimes when you have individuals within government who now weaponize the arms of government for things that they do not like. But that is not the general function of government. Government is supposed, you know, generally speaking, protect law-abiding citizens. And that's why Paul wanted the church to understand that. That the government is not, you don't see the evil. The government, the design of government is not just to look at the evil part of it, but to see what it was designed to do. Number four. Paul is telling us about the, about the need for evidence of obedience to constitutional authority because civil government operates under delegated authority. Look at verse number 4. Romans chapter 13, verse number 4. The Bible says, For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the, on the wrongdoer. Therefore, if it, it is necessary to submit to authorities, not only because of the possible punishment, but also as a manner of conscience. As a matter of conscience. Paul is saying civil government is not the ultimate authority. Okay? The government that we have in the locality here, the one that we have in the state, the one that we have in the country, that is not the final authority. God is the final authority, okay? Civil government operates under what is called a delegated authority. And as long as civil government conforms to the, to the divinely ordained function, it will continue to enjoy and exercise authority over its own people. But when government forgets where they get their power from, they lose the right to be able to govern the people. And you see that happen every time. When individuals in a particular locality began to assume that they are the final authority, the people that put them in power reminds them that they are not the final authority and they are kicked out of office. So government is a delegated authority. And when you understand that, you will know that, yeah, the church and believers have a say in how that particular power is wielded within the community. Number five, Christians must understand that the transformed Christian should give Civil government, what is due to civil government? In other words, as a citizen within a particular community, as a citizen within a particular state, you have a responsibility to the government. Okay? 
And one of the responsibilities that you have, look at verse number 6. Paul the Apostle said, this is also why you pay taxes for the authorities are God's servant who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what is due. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If you revenue, then revenue. If it's respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. In other words, as believers, you are required to be active participant in your society. You are not just supposed to take the benefit and not participate and not contribute. Paul is saying as a, as a citizen of the kingdom, as a transformed child of God, as a believer, you are supposed to pay your own dues to the government. And that is in the form of taxes and revenue. He's saying that a believer, it should never be said of a believer that a believer is trying to shortchange the government. No. And Jesus Christ said exactly the same thing. Book of Matthew chapter 22. Bible tells us in verse number 16. Said then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might entangle him in this in his talk, and they sent to him the their disciple with uh, with the Herodians, saying, "Teacher, we know that you are true, and teach the way of God in truth. Nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Okay." So this issue of taxes is not something, it's been something that has been in conversation for a very, very long time. Because some of the believe, they believe that as long as you are in the church, you don't need to pay taxes. You don't pay, you are not under government, you are not under the authority of the state, you are the authority of, under the authority of God. And Jesus Christ answered in verse number 18. Jesus perceived their weakness, their wickedness and said, why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, Whose image and inscription is on this? Then he said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. In other words, believers should render to government what is due to the government. You are supposed to pay your taxes. That's basically what it is. We are supposed to pay our taxes. Do we know the, 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 the way we tell the whole world that we are the children of God is when we obey the laws of the land. The problem is that many believers are having problem giving to government what belongs to government because they have a problem giving to God what belongs to God. Because if you give to God the things that belong to God, it will be very easy for you to give to man what belongs to man. But if you are having problem giving to God what is due to God, if you are having problem releasing yourself to the Almighty God, you will have a problem releasing yourself to the considered authority that you can see. Okay? So if you give what is, if you give God what is due, you will have no problem giving to God. So those are the reasons why Paul the Apostle is saying, as a transformed believers, we should see this evidence in your life. And that evidence is, you know, respect considered authority because if you cannot respect the authority you see you cannot respect the authorities you cannot see if you cannot respect the government that you see face to face you cannot respect the god that you cannot see so for the whole world to know that yes you are a child of god show yourself to be yes somebody who is obedient to considered authority the important question the question now is why is it important to you as an individual to be able to look at what paul the apostle has said the reason it is important is number one, we have been called to a life of obedience. 
As a believer, the call of God on our life is to be able to walk with him in obedience. Okay? And our obedience is to God and our obedience is also to consider authority. A life of obedience is not conditional. Okay? The life of obedience is not conditional. It's not a question of whether the person is right or whether the person is good or bad. Whether the person did or is fair. He said, you are supposed to obey constituted authority. Paul wanted the church to understand that. Number two, Paul, it is important for you to understand what Paul is saying because our obedience to constituted authority must not violate the laws of God. You must know where to draw the line. Know where to draw the line. Where to obey God does not mean that you obey stupidly. Does not mean you obey everything even when you are denied, when you are disobeying the laws of God. There is a place where you take a stand for God and say, if I die, I die. There's a place where you take a stand. Number three, it is important to you because government have a responsibility to its citizens. You cannot demand that you cannot demand that government will fulfill its responsibility when you are not doing your own part, when you are not fulfilling your, when you are not giving to government the due of what God, what is due to government. And then finally, Paul is making it known to us because believers have a responsibility. You know, the church, sorry, the, uh, the, the the government have a responsibility towards the believers also. It's a two way street. You as a believer, you have a responsibility to be able to pay and to be able to contribute as a meaningful citizen, as a, as a contributing citizen of a particular community. At the same way, the government also owes you, has a responsibility towards you. They are supposed to protect you. They are supposed to make sure that you have a level playing field to be able to do what you are supposed to do and live a productive and rewarding life. The question then is this. When all these are happening, when you are so when we know the reason why we are doing what we are supposed to do, what does it demonstrate to the world? If you as a believer and you are manifesting this particular evidence of a transformed life, what does it show to the world? What does it tell the world about you? Number one, it tells the world that you are no longer the same kind of person. Because many of us believers, if we look at the life that we lived before we came to Christ, and then we look at the life that we're living after we came to Christ, there has to be a, there's a stark difference. And the people who have seen you before and they know what you are living before, when they see you now obeying considered authority, when they know that you used to be riotous, they will begin to know that a power is walking inside your life that is different from the one that is in the world. So our obedience to considered authority demonstrates to the world that we have been transformed. Number two, it demonstrates to the world that we are citizens. Okay? Citizens of another kingdom. That we are ambassadors of Christ. You will remember that if there's any ambassador that comes, you know, an ambassador from the U.S. to Nigeria, you will say, yes, while you are leaving the rules and the regulations that establish the state, the United States, when you get to Nigeria, you are going to abide by that same rule. You cannot say that because you're an ambassador, you live anyhow over there. If you live anyhow over there, they are going to either expel you, kick you out, or put you in jail. Whichever, you depend on what you have committed wrong. The point you are making is that as an ambassador of a country, you live under dual rule. The rule of your, of your, of your, of your nation and the rule of that particular nation that you are, that you are representing. The rule of the nation that you are representing and the rule of the nation where you are living. And that's exactly the same thing for believers. We are kingdom, we are citizens of the kingdom. We are citizens of heaven. We obey the rules of heaven, but we live in this earth. And we're also obeying the rules of this earth. And what it's telling us is that when you begin to, when, as a transformed believer, when you are, when you are obeying considered authority, what you are telling the whole world is that, yes, I'm an ambassador of heaven, but at the same time, I'm representing God 
in this particular place where I find myself. And as a good representative, you have to be obedient, not just to the laws of heaven, but also to the laws of where you find yourself. Our obedience to considered authority also demonstrates, also demonstrates that we are good citizens of the community where we find ourselves. Because that's the only way you can preach the gospel. If you as a believer who said that you are a citizen of heaven and that you are representing the kingdom of God on earth, but you are disobeying considered authority, you have no respect for the law, you have no respect for, for what is going on in your community, how are you going to be able to present the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to the people in that particular community when you are a lawbreaker? If every minute of the day you are fighting in that place or you are creating noise, you are disobeying the noise ordinance, you are doing whatever you are doing, you are living anyhow, you are above the law, and then you come and you say, Jesus Christ is Lord. They say, look at this human being. What's wrong with you? Nobody will listen to you at that point in time. So our obedience to consider authority demonstrate to the world that we are good citizens of our community. That we do as much as we are obedient to God, we are also we also respect the authority of men. That we are not going to just go around and flout our authority because we believe that we are citizens of other kingdom. That is the thing that it demonstrates. It helps us to be able to preach the gospel. It helps us to be able to represent Christ. It helps us to be able to have a voice in our community when we obey constituted authority. But when we don't, it compromises the value of the gospel. It forces people to look away from us. It gives Jesus a bad name. And it stops the spread of the word of God. Because people look at that and say, why do you want to be with this kind of rebels? Why do you want to be with this kind of people? Because it doesn't speak well of the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that we represent. Before we go, I want us to go back to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And I want you to read the first two verses there. Romans chapter 12, reading from verse number 1. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, I beg you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world. Because when you conform to this world, that's when you become rioters. That's when you disobey, consider authority. He said, but do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Paul, this is where all the conversation started from. Say, don't be like the world. The world will like to rebel against unseen authority. The world will like to cheat on their revenue. They will like to cheat on their taxes. They will like to do the things that they think is okay for them to be able to move ahead. But he's saying, do not be like the world. He said, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The question this evening is that, are we living a transformed life? Are we obeying constituted authority? Are we good ambassadors of Christ? Are we good citizens of our own little community? Are we building up the body of Christ by the way we live? Are we giving good testimonies about the way that we're living? Is the, is the evidence of our life showing the transformation that has occurred on the inside? That is the question. Because Paul the Apostle is saying, it's not just your ability to give of yourself. It's not just your ability to show love to people within your community. It's not just the ability to be able to accept ill from the people and say, God will fight for me. It's also to be able to respect even people that in your own estimation do not deserve respect. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. 
We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.